Hello, and welcome back to How Did We Get Here, a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Mary, and this episode we're going to be going through Season 2, Episode 3 of Riverdale called Chapter 16, The Watcher in the Woods. Um, <laughs> so sorry. First of all, about the construction. I wanted to do this outside. I don't want to do this inside, and I don't really have time to, like, go to the park or anything because I got a second job, so I'm about to go to that today. Um, but let me just um, explain my little reprieve, my little um, break. Yeah, so sorry about that. Listen, I got sick. Woke up with a sore throat, and I was like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. I'll get some cough drops. Like, I wasn't coughing or anything. I'll get some cough drops. It'll be fine. Progressively got worse. I thought I was going to pass out on um, oh my god I just thought I was gonna pass out I was like I'm done like I have the flu but I wasn't I didn't have a fever I wasn't coughing I was like what the fuck is going on right now and I was pretty sure I didn't have COVID because I've had COVID before and it wasn't like that I was definitely coughing when I had COVID so I was like I don't know what I have but and I just like I was not gonna call out of work it's just not I didn't do it so let me tell you something I worked six days last week (laughs) six days not in a row I worked so I worked Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then this week I'll be working Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so yeah, I work six days a week now, um, yeah, uh, (laughs) so that's also why, but, like, the main reason why is I got sick, and it literally hurt to talk, and I thought I was gonna pass out, like, I literally could not do anything, I went to work, and then, like, brought myself to crochet a little bit like I crocheted a doily and then like went to sleep I didn't even like cook for like I didn't really cook like I really would just put some tofu in a pan and like I already have like a breading already like pre-made that I just stick it in and do it real quick like literally it was the easiest meals of my life and I could not be bothered to do anything more I felt like crap and I'm sure you can still kind of hear it in my voice is that I yeah this has been a uh it'll it'll probably like a a two week long thing but then I'm going then I have Thanksgiving so it's a busy busy time so for I'm not gonna put put an episode out on Thanksgiving I just want you to know um I think during the holidays while I'm working these like two jobs with strange strange hours I might do, like, every other week episodes, and that might be prolonged, but I think just for, like, now, just for the holidays, especially because Thanksgiving, like, is on a Thursday, and I post on Thursdays now, um, and I don't know how people celebrate Thanksgiving. I personally don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I just go see my family, and we don't even, like, talk about Thanksgiving. Like, we literally don't discuss it. It's just, oh, everybody's off school? Great. Let's go see each other. Yeah, we don't discuss Thanksgiving. We don't talk about giving thanks. We literally do not. The closest thing we get to Thanksgiving is we have little fall leaves on our napkins. We buy those fancy little fucking napkins with the leaves on them. And that's just fall in general. So, is it Thanksgiving? No. Um, and then I also want to address uh, what I said about in my last last episode about uh, Palestine. Oh, sorry. There's like a the truck coming towards me. Um, Jesus, they're so fucking loud. For what? I'm literally in my grandpa's backyard. I'm literally in my grandpa's backyard. What the fuck? Um... But yeah, so I wanted to address what I said about Palestine in the last episode. I will be attaching the document to this episode. However, it is not completed. And I don't think it will truly ever be. I think it will be something that will change and warp over time as we learn more about people and businesses and uh, countries and, you know, things that we need to do 
for the people of Palestine, specifically the people of Gaza, and then also Congo, also Sudan. Right now, I'm just focusing on, on Palestine, but I'm constantly, constantly learning about things that are going on in the... the what is it? Um, DCR, is that what they call it? But Congo and Sudan. I'm more learning about things in Congo because that's what's most, I think, prevalent at the moment like that's what I'm seeing the most of on social media but I will take the time at some point to personally look into Sudan so I I'm working on that um I will definitely get like the main websites that I want on there on there by the time I post it or I mean it'll just be like edited on and off like I'll come like honestly and I'll take suggestions like I'll do whatever so yeah but that will be on this episode, so if you look in the description, there will be a link to the document. And I did make it on Google Docs. I felt like, obviously, Google, I think, is a part of this, but is a part of the... They support Israel, and obviously, we don't want to support Israel, but I felt like that would be the most accessible, um, unless I wanted to, like, make my own website or something like that, and I, I don't think... I have the skills to do that. I Listen, I'm good at a lot of things. I'm not good at technology. And I feel like a Google Doc that I can share and it could be like to, for like viewers only, I feel like that would be the most access, the easily, most easily accept, accessible. And then that way people can share it, you know, to their friends, to their family, to whoever. They can share it across multiple platforms and it would still be easily accessible for everybody no matter where they are because I think Google is pretty international. So, yeah, that's just what I, yeah. I felt like it would be the most, it was the easiest for me to work with and it was also what I felt would be super accessible to everybody. So, hopefully that works for everybody. If you have suggestions on what else I should do, if I should put it on a different platform or whatever, feel free to let me know. I will definitely try my best. But, yeah, that's my little rant on things that happened last episode and also why I didn't post. Um, it wasn't because I just didn't feel like it. It was because I literally was going to pass out. I was dying of fatigue and did not... I felt weak, in pain. Um, I think I definitely had, like, a mild, mild flu, maybe, or just, like, a really bad cold. Eat one of the two. One of the two, but that's why. Um, so sorry about that. <laughs> oh, God, it was bad. It was so bad. But... Let's get into this episode. I actually really like this episode. Um, we start out with Kevin in the woods. He is just like walking through Fox Forest and he finds this random man and they start to make out in the woods. Then all of a sudden they hear gunshots. The random man runs away. Smart. Um, but Kevin runs towards the danger. And let me tell you, this is why gay people are one of the first people to die in horror movies. Because we're dumb. We're fucking... <laughs> what the fuck? I literally saw that and I was like, oh my god, Kevin. You're you're not helping. You're not helping the stereotypes, babe. You are not helping that. Running towards the danger? Come on. Come on. Ugh. Whatever. But he runs towards it. And... He sees Midge getting out of the, a car, screaming for help, and she just, like, immediately runs towards Kevin and into his arms. Then, so obviously it's, like, recap, kind of, of what happened last episode, where, what we ended with, lap, with, what we ended with last episode, with Midge and Moose getting shot at by the Black Hood. And obviously Kevin is the first one to find them. So that's how they are able to get help. So it's the next day. 
at the Pembroke. Veronica wants to invite all of her friends over to Matt to watch Match Lorette <laughs> and to meet Hiram. I think Veronica's trying to make good on her fresh start promise. However, Hermione looks guilty. Like, cause she, cause Hiram, he's, he's going to act like everything's all right. That's who he is. He don't give a damn. He has no compassion, no empathy. He ain't got that fucking shit. Hermione does though. And Hermione, I think like earlier in season one, like had made a promise to Veronica that there would be no more secrets between them. Or even in this season, maybe. But they, they, they had promised that there would be no more secrets. That they wouldn't... Lie, like, that Hermione wouldn't keep so much from Veronica anymore. And then, now she's having to do it again. You know? Because she doesn't have any choice. She has to do what her husband says. And so, I don't know. I just feel bad for Hermione. But... Ugh, we'll talk about her later. Then, then they're at football practice. All the football players. Um... Archie, I guess they're, like, warming up, So and Reggie's not there. He's the captain, so Archie's, like, warming them up, whatever. Reggie finally shows up and says that the coach is at the hospital with Moose and Midge, and that co- the coach told him that Moose got shot multiple times, but he shielded Midge, so she wasn't shot. That's tonight. But it was at Lover's Lane. Lover's Lane, I feel like every small town just have has a fucking Lover's Lane. We have a Lover's Lane here. Like, <laughs> we have a Lover's Lane here. There's actually, like, a road called Lover's Lane, a county over from me. So, yeah. I don't know what that is. Can somebody talk about what Lover's Lanes are to small towns? Please let me, please help me understand. Like, we're not even in the 60s anymore, and bitches still be fucking doing that shit around here. Like... <laughs> why that's so crazy but they are both alive both Moose and Midge are alive practice is canceled obviously and so they go to the quad Kevin is gossiping very loudly about what happened because obviously he found Moose and Midge and Archie is like why were you there though (laughs) baby you do not want to know Kevin says um night jogging girl everybody can see through that babe everybody can see through that veronica oh god fucking veronica i almost gave the most cringe line to her here but there was another one that just really made me want to crawl out of my fucking skin later on but veronica says you know she she wants to focus on what matters she's like let's focus on what matters guys moose and midge are alive fred is alive and, oh, and the new season of Matchlorette is coming on tonight. Girl. Girl. Jughead is not having it. He really is not. He's like, girl, why the fuck would I watch a shitty reality TV show when there are literally people being shot? Like, <laughs> I like I understand you're like, look on the bright side, but Matchlorette, be fucking for real. Be honest with yourself, Veronica. Do you think Riverdaleans care about Matchlorette. God. But her main purpose for the for the get together is if, to watch Matchlorette is to have everyone meet Hiram. And by everyone, it's really just like the core four and Kevin. Reggie comes in and asks Archie if he wants to come with every with all the other football players. Um 
to go see Moose and Midge in the hospital. So they go do that. Jughead also leaves because he needs to go see his peer counselor at Southside High because he is moving there. He is now no longer a student at Riverdale High. Betty really wants him to stay. She's like, why can't you just stay here? You know, like, whatever. My question is, how did Jughead even start going to Riverdale High in the first place? Because, like, okay, so he obviously lived in FP's trailer what, during his childhood. So he would have had to be in the Southside School District because that's where... I don't know. Is that, like, not in the Southside School District? School district? Like, I'm confused. I'm very confused about that situation. But I would think that that would be in the Southside School District. But I guess it's not. And it's in the Riverdale School District. I don't know. That's, like, confusing for me. Just a little bit. <laughs> now Betty gets Kevin alone. And, decide, and, you know, asks him about the night jogging. He tells her that she w- that he was cruising Fox Forest, which is apparently just like going out into the woods and meeting random men to hook up with. I have my own thoughts about it, you know, and I'll get to that later on in the episode during a certain point. But yeah, I have, my, I have certain thoughts, certain, certain thoughts about it. Um, but Betty does not like cruising at all. And asks why he can't just use Grindem like every other gay guy in the world. And that pisses me off a little bit. You know what? Because, like, you know what? Maybe I will talk about my thoughts on cruising, okay? I don't like cruising. I will say that. I think that's sketch. I think that's scary. And in this new age of technology, why the fuck are we doing that? Like, I feel like hitchhiking was such a, like, uh common thing in the 70s and 80s and then people started getting stolen and killed and raped and all these all this stuff because they were hitchhiking and so we stopped doing that we understand that that is putting ourselves in danger so we stopped doing that and we made public transportation more accessible for more people of course in a small town not it's not accessible but like for the majority of the united states public transportation is pretty accessible if not completely easily accessible and now in this new age of technology like we have phones we could talk to people like lots of people have long distance relationships that they've like they don't meet the person until months and months into the relationship lesbians we are we are the queens of that fucking shit we love a long distance relationship nobody does a long distance relationship like lesbians be fucking for real so i know what that is come on come on but like I I don't in a small town, okay? In a small town, it is very very difficult to meet other gay people. Especially in a small town that leans towards homophobia. It's hard to make gay friends. It's hard to get into a relationship as a queer person. It's absolutely fucking terrible. It's hard. Like if I got on Tinder right now, I hate dating apps. I refuse to get on a dating app. I've tried it. I don't like it. It's I I'm bad at it. I don't like it. I don't I'm not good at texting. I also feel like I need to be friends with the person first. So like it's just bad on all accounts. I don't do dating apps. I do not do dating apps. It's bad for me. It's it's just I don't like it. I don't like I feel icky when I'm using them. I don't know what it is. But I if I got on Tinder, like I've been on Tinder in Atlanta and I've been on Tinder in my hometown. 
So when I was on Tinder in my hometown, it was like looking for a stepmom. Like, seriously, like if you put the like women on Tinder in my small ass fucking town, you have two options or you have three options. It's either just looking for friends, looking for a third or looking for a stepmom. Okay. It's queer people just looking to find other queer people in general which is perfectly 100% fine. It's queer couples looking for a third. I feel like that's pretty clear. I don't need to explain that. And it's also queer women who have had children with ex-boyfriends who have now figured out that they're lesbians, putting simply that they want a stepmom in their life. Like, they want somebody to be a stepmom for their kid. Um, And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just, like... When you're putting your age range as 18 and up, I feel like you should not expect that of an 18-year-old. And you should not want that of an 18-year-old. Like, that's crazy. Because I was 18 when I was on it. And I was like, y'all are crazy. Um, So, yeah, I will refuse to get on a dating app here in my hometown. That's mm, absolutely wild of me if I did that. Do not. Oh, God. If I do that, slap me. I swear to God. Like, slap some sense into me. So, I can understand why Kevin would want to stay away from dating apps and those types of things in his small town because the people that you're getting are probably there I mean if he in his small town he's probably gonna get somebody who's closeted somebody who's just looking for a friend somebody who's just looking for a hookup which is what he's going for anyway but I feel like Kevin wants a relationship like I think he feels like if he hooks up with a guy he's finally gonna find somebody to date like he's finally gonna find somebody to be with I get the appeal of it for Kevin and I get why Betty doesn't like it and but Betty just does not understand what it's like to be gay in general neither nor can she understand what it's like to be gay in a small town because that is completely different than being gay in a place not even just like a small town but like a homophobic small town like a bug oh my god there's a ladybug infestation in Kentucky. It happens like every November. I don't know what the fuck it is, but we get a swarm of ladybugs every fucking November. What is that? What is that? Like there are three in my bathroom right now. I swear to God, there's one in my car. I don't know what to do about it because I, I refuse to kill them. I quite frankly refuse to kill them. If I do anything with a ladybug, I get it on something or get it in a jar and I'll put it outside. Like, but I remember one time it was, I was in the eighth grade and we went to the land between the lakes, which is in Kentucky and it's near Murray State University. Um, it's about a two hour, two hour drive from where I am. So we go, we, every eighth grade trip, every eighth grade from my middle school would go there. Every eighth grade, eighth grade class would go there and we would do that and that year, we had terrible, terrible ladybug infestation all over Kentucky. I do not know what the fuck that was. But I remember we went to this, like, plantation. I'm not even fucking kidding you. Plant fucking And it was, like, very historically set, whatever. And when I remember we went. And it was, like, farm. And we, like, toured the farm. And, like, they had historical houses. And people dressed up all historically, whatever. Um, and, like actual like gardens actual like crops actual animals actual livestock actual everything and 
we're touring it, whatever. We look up in the sky and I kid you not, a fucking swarm of ladybugs. Like it looked like we could have been attacked by ladybugs. They were all over the wood, everywhere. You couldn't touch the like wood railing of anything because everything was wood. There was no metal. There was nothing. It was all historical. Like it was historically accurate. And so it was all wood. And you couldn't touch it without touching a ladybug. Like, they were everywhere. Like, you'd just have one on your shoulder. You'd have one on your leg. You'd be walking around with ten ladybugs on you. And then, we I remember we went into the historical house. Like, with a loom and everything. And then we went to the kitchen. On the floor were just, like, tons and tons of ladybugs piled up on top of each other. You couldn't step without hearing a crunch. And we were like, is this okay? They were like, oh, yeah, they're sleeping. <laughs> I don't think they're sleeping, babe. I think they're dead. Like, we were stepping and you just hear crunch, 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 crunch. Because the ladybugs were just laying there and you had to walk through it. So, it was crazy. But, yeah. So, this year's not that bad. But, damn. I forgot. Like, I just forget that we just have fucking ladybug infestations every fucking fall. What the fuck? Sorry. They're, like, flying all around me. It's absolutely crazy. Ugh. And I'm, like, scared of bugs. But, like, ladybugs are, like, one bug that I can kind of fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like, okay, you're cool. But when they're flying around and shit, like, just land, you know? Like, if you just land and stay still or just, like, walk around, whatever, I'm cool. I'm cool with you. But when you're flying around, fuck that. Fuck that. Do not fly around around me, okay? But all I can, all I can remember is that fucking swarm of ladybugs in the air. I swear to God, there were, like, 500 ladybugs all bunched together. Like, it was just, like, this big black cloud. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Ugh. But yeah, back to what I was talking about with the cruising. Sorry for that little um, wandering off of the topic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I can understand the appeal of cruising for Kevin, but I can also understand Betty. But I also, I feel like Betty, she doesn't have any knowledge. She can't understand the topic because she's not gay. And being gay in a small town, in a homophobic place in general is a completely different experience than being gay anywhere else. Like, than being gay in a city, being gay in a place, even in a small town that's not homophobic, where you can just, like, openly be yourself. And they, like, have discussions about it in school and things like that, like, where it's a lot more normalized. It's a completely different experience. And so even when I hear gay people who have never lived in a place that is homophobic, like a small homophobic town... I can't, it's like, you can't understand it. You can't, like, I get that you're gay and you've probably experienced homophobia in your life, but you cannot understand what it is like to live every single day in a place like that, in a place where you're not wanted, in a place where you know that if people truly knew you, they would hate you, in a place where you can never date, in a place where you feel like you're alone. Now that I'm older, I know I'm not alone. Now that I'm older, I, I see the community. I can find the community. People are more open about being gay. People are more open about how active the queer community is in my hometown. Like, it's better now, but at, when I was Kevin's age, it was absolutely terrible for me. It was absolutely horrendous. And so, yeah, when, when queer, even when queer people, like, straight people really piss me off when they want to speak on this shit, but... Even when queer people who have never lived in a place like that, when they want to speak on that shit, it pisses me off. 
it pisses me off. I'm like, you don't know the experience. You don't understand. Yes, you're gay. Yes, you've probably experienced homophobia. And I'm not going to invalidate you on that. I will never invalidate that you've experienced homophobia. Every queer person has experienced homophobia at least once in their life. That is a fact. Like, there's, I, if you've gone through your life and never experienced homophobia as a queer person, I mean, good on you. But I just feel like almost every single queer person to have ever existed has experienced homophobia. And I'm not going to invalidate anybody's experience like that. But the thing is, is by you trying to, like, in, a, in your own way mansplain, like, it's a version of mansplaining, in your own way mansplain the experience of somebody who's queer from a small town while you've never lived that experience, it pisses me off. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You don't know. You don't understand. Um, so, yeah, that's just my thing. And so, Betty really say, Betty's saying something that really pisses me off. I'm like, girl, you are heterosexual. Shut the fuck up. And we'll get to that later. We really will. We really will. Reggie and Archie are in the room, in the hospital room with with Moose. And he says that it was the Black Hood that shot him. Like, he's for sure. Like, he saw the eyes. He saw the cutout mask thing. Yeah, he's pretty sure. Jughead is at Southside High. And we finally meet Tony. Oh, but, like, why is she, like... Oh my god, there's a ladybug in my lap. Get off, get off. Gosh. But why is she like, oh, I'm so cool. I'm not like other girls. I'm gonna take a fucking random ass picture of you. Like, she literally says, Forsyth Pendleton Jones third. When he looks up, she takes a picture of him. Like, she just has a fucking camera. And I get that she's supposed to be like a fucking photographer or whatever. And that later gets dropped and never gets talked about again, but... I'm just still confused. Like, why is she like that? Like, why is she like, oh, I'm from it. Like, I'm just not like that. Like, not like other girls. Like, that one fucking bitch in an indie movie. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, okay. Don't remember that. But she tells Jughead a little bit about Southside High. Apparently, the classrooms don't have Wi-Fi. The bathroom stalls don't have doors. There's no school newspaper. And Jingle Jangle is, like, rampant in the school. Like, there's kids taking it in the hallway. And another thing. They have a cafetorium. <laughs> and let me tell you something about a cafetorium. A cafetorium is a telltale sign of a poor-ass fucking school. <laughs> My school had a cafetorium, and I was a theater kid. So, like, I performed in the fucking cafetorium, and I fucking hated it. They're, they're, I think they're actually getting a stage. Obviously, I've graduated, but they're actually getting a stage, but it's taking up one of the parking lots. So, that's a little strange whatever you know like it'll just be like oh this is where i used to park (laughs) i'm in the fucking theater and this is where i used to park auditorium but yeah the cafetorium it was shit the acoustics absolutely fucking terrible um the stage was all scratched up the this the curtains had holes in them so yeah and when they had when she said cafetorium she said this is the cafetorium literally laughed i was like oh my god telltale fucking sign of poor poor school because riverdale has this nice-ass fucking auditorium. And Southside High is a cafetorium, and I was like, oh my god, that's just like the other school in my county. The other school has a nice-ass fucking auditorium. And I wouldn't say they're necessarily a rich school, but they have, like, rich donors. Like, they have rich people who support them in the town. So, like, they have a nice-ass football stadium. Like, it's concrete. It's completely separate from the school. It's a historical site like ev- fucking everything and then they have this huge nice auditorium and my school has fucking like shit football field 
terrible sound system and a cafetorium and i was like damn <laughs> this sound familiar this sound oddly familiar um yeah and this is where jacket is introduced to both the ghoulies and the serpents so the ghoulies are like a rival gang and apparently they're they're the evil they're the bad guys truthfully compared to the serpents the serpents are more of like a robin hood situation of like they help poor people out they like don't deal like hard drugs they do like the cleanest amount of crime that you can do you know (laughs) and the ghoulies are like we'll do fucking whatever you know tony says apparently like cannibalism is rumored within them but i don't really believe that okay yeah archie and fred are talking in the in their kitchen archie basically is telling about how moose said it was the black hood and he just kind of does not trust the police anymore. And girl, me too. Me fucking too. But he asks Fred to buy a gun. About, like, buying a gun. And Fred is against it. He says, we don't keep guns in this house. Um, hate to break it to you, Fred, but your son just, just did. He just brought a gun into the house. But okay. Okie dokie. Move on. Let's move on. So, Archie takes this conversation to uh, Veronica's, the Pembroke, because they're meeting up to watch the Mashlorette, remember? So, Jughead, Betty, Veronica are there, and he's talking about it, and he brings up, he's like, he's like, my dad keeps saying to trust Sheriff Keller, and he's like, well, look how good he did, you know, catching Jason's Jason's killer, and he goes, oh, wait, I'm sorry, that was us. (laughs) That's the funniest Archie has ever been. <laughs> the funniest Archie has ever been without be- it just being him being stupid. Like, that is actually the funniest thing he's ever fucking said. Ever. Oh my gosh. Then Hiram walks in and he's being introduced to everybody and he's introduced to Archie last. And Veronica goes, uh, Daddy, this is... And he goes, Archie Andrews. This is word for it. This is the most cringe line, actually. Hiram says, Archie Andrews, the boy who has captured my daughter's heart. I don't know why, but it made me want to lurch out of my bucket. Like, I just want to, I wanted to lurch. I wanted to get onto the floor, crawl under the bed, hide. Um, it made me feel a little bit icky. Like, it was just, it was just disgusting. Like, I, everybody in the room felt it as well. Like, we were, all, everybody, like, the core four was all, ugh. Hermione just wanted to leave. Hermione just wanted to get out. She was like, let me leave because the way he says it is just so weird like why do you have why he and veronica the same to be quite honest that's where she gets her fucking weird ass shit from gosh oh my god but he talks about how he was eavesdropping like he heard everything that archie said in the previous conversation about protecting about you know trusting the police and he says sometimes we need to take matters into our own hands we need to be able to protect ourselves and this this is the beginning of him grooming archie like, oh, oh. this season, I fucking hate him. And I don't fucking hate him because he's a criminal. I don't hate him because of uh, anything else other than the way that he treats his daughter. And also the way that he grooms Archie. Like, Archie is so susceptible to being groomed already. We know that with, with Grundy. But now that he's in a more vulnerable place with his dad being injured, with his dad being shot and living with the PTSD from that and a killer on the loose, he... Is it ten times more more vulnerable, and Hiram is gonna prey on that, and it oh, it pisses me off. Oh, it pisses me off, riles me up. 
in a way that is unimaginable. Um, yeah. He asks Archie to come to dinner to see what he can come up with to save Riverdale. So this is him giving him, supporting an idea that Archie already has, which is buying a gun, protecting himself, and then playing on his emotions by acting like he cares about what he has to say, about what Archie has to say about the issue. God, I hate him. God, I hate him. The next thing we see is Archie going into the garage, into his garage, and getting the gun that he has hidden in a briefcase under a red circle comic. And I actually did some little research, so I'm going to go into that a little bit. So the red comics, the red circle comics, are a real thing. The one Archie has on the top that he like picks up and gets the whole red circle idea idea from is it's called red the red circle on the, in the in the show but the one Archie has is actually called All New Adventures of the Mighty Crusaders. Um they were under Archie Comics. They were Red Circle Comics but have been Dark Circle Comics since 2015. They are part of Archie Comics Publication Publications Incorporated and they include the Red Circle includes characters such as the shield the wizard the hangman the fly fly girl the comet the web jaguar the fox and get this the black hood um and i mean they're kind of giving like the adventures a little bit and like a little bit of x-men like the shield is very obviously captain america i don't know which ones came first i want to say the archie comics ones came first because these were published first in the 1940s and i don't know anything about i don't know much about comics honestly i only know archie comics like i'm i'm very hyper focused on those okay (laughs) but i don't know dc i don't know the other ones marvel but it's very much giving like dc marvel coded and i don't know which ones came first but i want to say archie archie's dead or they came around the same time but these were published in the 1940s originally um, the shield is very obviously Captain American coded. The wizard, obviously very Doctor Strange coded. The fly, Ant-Man, fly girl, the wasp, Jaguar, giving Wolverine. And the other ones I couldn't really find or think of comparisons for, but if you have those, I mean, that would be kind of cool if you, like, want to look into this as well. Um, the hangman, don't look that shit up. <laughs> don't look that shit up. Because, I'll talk about this later, but DC tried to take them on and um, include them into the, the DC universe. But it didn't really work out. But when they did, they made him fucking scary. Like, hangman. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were hanging. He was supposed to be, like, an executioner or something for the past. He looks fucking terrifying. The fox? Look him up. (laughs) The fox? Goofy-ass motherfucker. (laughs) He looks dumb as fuck. (laughs) He looks so stupid. Oh, my God. But there's lots of, like, Nazi stuff. And I guess, like, 1940s. But, and, like, the superheroes, especially... The shield, which is Captain America coded, obviously very, you know, against the Nazis or against fascism. So, yeah, very of the time, I'll say. So, yeah, they tried to integrate them into the DC universe, but that failed. Archie and then um, they like the Red Circle comics were like the first one of the some of the first comics that they really put out or that Archie comic publications put out. But then they put out Archie and Archie was way more popular than the superheroes. So now we're going to talk about the original Black Hood. Jesus, these fucking ladybugs. The original Black Hood was Matthew Kip 
Berland, who was an ex-cop who had been framed for grand larceny and left for dead by a villain known as The School. He started wearing the Black Hood costume after he was taught to fight evil by a hermit. Berlin later cleared his name but continued to wear the costume. However, his last few stories, his last few like single stories where he wasn't a part of the group, were of him as a private detective, no costume. Then he returned in the Mind of Crusaders as a founding member. So that was in the 40s. Then they came out with more Red Circle comics in the 80s. The Black Hood was now Kip's nephew, Thomas Kip Berland. um, The mask was passed on by the former Black Hood, and Thomas was told that their family had used the pseudonym for generations. However, he was unmasked in court by a character called Neeled Noodle. Neeled Noodle? I really want to say Needle Noodle. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what the spelling. It's spelled N-E-E-L-E-D-N-O-O-D-L-E. So you tell me how to pronounce that. But then he also, after he was unmasked, he then became a private detective as well. In the 90s, there were many different Black Hoods. It was a different variation, different story on the Black Hood thing. But I think it could also tie into the 40s and 80s ones. So a few of the Black Hoods that took on the the mask were, one, a bitter vigilante who was killed in the first issue of the Black Hood. Another one was a high school student who didn't want to take the hood and later abandoned it. Another was a former mobster who was the mobster who killed the first Black Hood. There was a female Black Hood who lived in medieval France and was sort of inspired by Joan of Arc. The next one was a Western Black Hood who inspired the Lone Ranger. And there were more. I think they said there were like 12 yearly issues um so i think 12 probably was the was the amount of black hoods the apparently the characters simply came across the hood and when they put it on they were given heightened awareness increased and increased strength speed and agility it also caused the wearers to become a vigilante and fight injustice then after a certain amount of time each wearer would die and the, the origin story for The Hood was apparently, <laughs> apparently it was originally an executioner's mask. And as a witch was being executed for witchcraft, she cursed The Hood. Later, DC licensed the Archie Comics heroes and began integrating them in 2009. Their version of The Black Hood was Matteo Berland, a young criminal in Detroit whose sister was killed by the criminals he was actually working with he tries to escape them and ends up confronting the drug dealer who killed his sister and somehow takes the drug dealer's black bandana they don't know if he killed him he just said he got justice the story never played out though as the dc integration failed um but yeah that's crazy i didn't know where the black hood came from but i like that they kept it within the archie public like archie comics publication incorporated universe i wish they continued to do that i really wish they had but um yeah i mean i like the like maybe spinoff of dungeons and dragons but i think i would have preferred we stick to the comics 
But that's just my opinion. You know, I feel like it probably would have been better if we just stuck to the comics. And we would not, would not have been so fucking crazy. So fucking psychotic. Jesus. But whatever, you know. <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? Yeah, so that's my little deep dive on the Red Circle comics. So they are actually a real thing, but... Um, they were never, there was never a title, there was never a publication titled The Red Circle, but that's what Archie has in the episode. So they just, like, warped the original cover a little bit, which I like. I think that's cute. I think that's nice. The Coopers, back to the episode, the Coopers get a mysterious package, and it's, like, not addressed. It just says, coopers on like it's like sharpied onto the brown package archie we're at school you know archie calls this weird strange tough guy meeting i like to call it and um he wants to start a watch group for riverdale high in this meeting i just want to mention doily dilton doily is fucking whittling in the corner <laughs> but Archie wants to call this this watch group the Red Circle. Reggie is very excited. He really wants to do some vigilante shit. Let me tell you something. He is all for it. So for it. We're seeing the first class Jughead has at Southside High. It's English. Obviously, he wants to be a writer, so that's his like favorite subject and they're talking about Fahrenheit 451 and now I've never read that book never read the book other things were assigned to me in high school that were not Fahrenheit 451 I think we were we were going to read it like the year before us read it and then the teacher changed the books that she wanted to read so we did not read Fahrenheit Fahrenheit 451 um and then I took AP classes and I think the non-AP class read Fahrenheit 451 but my class did not the AP class did not do that we read I think the Scarlet Letter instead which I liked the Scarlet Letter unpopular opinion it's a really good book um the ending crazy crazy if y'all want me to talk about the Scarlet Letter I really could I really fucking could I love that book <laughs> like a fucking psychopath everybody hated that book in, in school I loved the book oh it was so good it was so it was so fascinating and then we read Huckleberry Finn and everybody loved Huckleberry Finn I hated it Oh my god, I hated it. I was like, this shit is boring. I don't want to hear about this kid anymore. Like, why did everybody like Huckleberry Finn? Please tell me why. Because I did not get the hype. I really could not even read it. Like, I could not get through it. Like, I would do, sp I would do spark notes. I really could not, really could not do Huckleberry Finn. But I loved The Scarlet Letter. Oof, I'd, I would read that again. I feel like I should. I have a Kindle. I'll read it again. Ugh. Oh my god, I love The Scarlet Letter. <laughs> um... <laughs> They're reading Fahrenheit 451, and the the teacher is, like, asking questions about it, and nobody knows the answer, and, like, kids are just, like, walking in, out of class, they're, like, talking, they're just doing shit that would never be allowed at Riverdale High, and Jughead's really pissed about it, and so he has to play the fucking smart kid, whatever, and he's like, why, why is the title Fahrenheit 451, and nobody fucking answers, so Jughead finally says, it's the temperature at which paper burns. Okay, like, I know what Fahrenheit 451 is about. It's about burning books, but, like, jeez, I don't know. <laughs> In his mind, the kids are dumber at Southside High. And the thing is, is I don't think they're dumber. I think that they're given less opportunity, and they don't 
want to put in as much effort as the kids at Riverdale High School did because obviously they've lived very unprivileged lives and so therefore they don't see much of a future so they're not like looking to go to college people at Riverdale are looking to go to college so yeah that's my I don't think they're dumber I think that they're just less motivated and they maybe even don't don't even want to go to college so and all are valid after class Jughead asks the teacher Mr. Phillips about the school newspaper and why it wasn't there why they didn't have one and I can't remember why he said he didn't have one but I think there was like no interest in it and also like the people that who were who were writing it just became involved in gangs and drugs and oh my god get off this ladybug involved in gangs and drugs and shit and so they had to disband it okay back at Riverdale High Betty asks Kevin why he wasn't at Veronica's. He was cruising again. He was cruising again. And Betty's like, I want to, like, I want you to stop. And he's like, he's like, girl, I had to listen to you talk on and on and on about Archie and now Jughead. And he's like, did you ask my permission to date them? No, because you didn't need it. And I don't need yours. Per. Per, bitch. Thank you, Kevin, for speaking our fucking minds. Oh, my gosh. Because it is so annoying when you, like, hear all your straight friends get to talk about boys and, like, you just have to sit there and be like, yeah, like, totally. I totally get it, especially when you're in the closet because I was all throughout high school. And, yeah, it's just fucked. Like, it's so annoying. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault, but they should. And, I mean, they have to recognize the privilege that they have compared to us. You know, and I just feel like they, like, straight people who are friends with gay people, please be more respectful about things. And not that you shouldn't talk about it. Like, we want to hear about your lives. We really do. It's just sometimes it's hard for us when we hear you talk about your life and we support you and we give you advice and all that. And then when it comes to us, you judge and you don't want to give the same energy. That really fucking hurts. Um, So, yeah, that's what Kevin is feeling right now. And Cheryl eavesdrops. And she, when Kevin gets up and walks away, she goes over and sits where, where Kevin was sitting and talks to Betty about it. And she's like, Kevin, you don't get Kevin. You know, like, you're not going to understand what he's going through. And Cheryl does get him. I feel like, you know, <laughs> she understands because she's gay. Uh, I love lesbian Cheryl. I really fucking do. Uh Oh my gosh. Uh, we'll get into that later in later episodes. I'm so freaking excited. So freaking excited. Um, so Alice eventually opens the mysterious package that she got. And it is a letter from the Black Hood saying he wants everyone to know that he shot Fred, Moose, Midge, and killed Grundy. And it comes with Fred's wallet so they know that it's for real. And he wants Alice to publish it. Alice takes it to... Alice and Hal, actually. Hal is right there. He's right fucking there. Oh, God. I fucking hate that man. Alice gives it, or shows it to Sheriff Keller and Mayor McCoy. It also states why he killed or attempted to kill, which is for sin. He calls Fred an adulterer, Grundy, a child predator, which I mean, (laughs) true true you know moose and midge i think just because they were about to fuck in the woods and they were teenagers whatever um 
so is for sins. And both the mayor and sheriff don't want that published, but Alice has already put it on tomorrow's front page, so <laughs> she's already got that. And you know what? I just really stand Alice sometimes. I'm like, I think that it should be published. I've watched a lot of true crime documentaries, and I think that, yes, it would it would stir up a frenzy within the public of Riverdale, but it, I think it would also bring them some comfort of, like, so this is what this is, you know, like just finally knowing, finally having a little bit of information instead of not knowing anything at all. Like I would rather know than not know personally. Mr. Phillips comes up to Jughead in the hallway and says that he can start the Southside High newspaper up again. Um, it's called the red and black, but he says no drugs and no gangs. And Jughead's like, easy peasy. I can do that. Sheriff Keller comes to Riverdale and he's like, going through Archie's locker um and Archie's like what the fuck and he sheriff is very sheriff Keller is very mad at Archie about the red circle like he's like why are you starting a fucking militia dude and principal Weatherby is like no like Archie's trying to do something good he's like he's taking initiative I'm like yes principal Weatherby but like also no because I really do not like this fucking red circle shit I really don't I really think it's a bad idea Jughead wants Tony to be the photographer for the paper and while he's like asking her the serpents come in and they're like hey we're gonna go to the quarry which that's such a fucking oh my god doesn't everybody have a quarry <laughs> all small towns out there y'all got a quarry because my small town has a quarry oh my gosh what the fuck why are all small towns the same please explain please explain so they're gonna go down to the quarry and jacket's like no like i'm not gonna go and they're kind of upset that he won't hang out with them because they like he's asked he's asked them for favors and now he won't even hang out with them like that's a little fucked up a little bit but he really does not want to be a serpent jughead um and that's causing trouble for him at southside high at riverdale high school not a problem not a fucking problem but at southside very much a problem very much an issue at the coopers polly is telling oh bug Polly is telling Alice and Hal that she wants to leave and go to the farm to have her babies. And they're like, why? And she's like, did you not read that fucking letter? Like, he, this man is attacking sinners. If anybody's a fucking sinner, I am. And Alice is like, what do you mean? And then she's like, mom, <laughs> I'm an unmarried, pregnant teenager. I'm an, uh, or she says, I'm an unmarried teenager who's pregnant with her cousin's twins <laughs> like yeah girl um <laughs> i'm a fucking sinner babe and alice is not alice does not want her daughter to leave and like obviously nobody wants that i mean most people most people don't want that but so she says no like you can't leave and so polly will be staying at home according to alice Kevin is now visiting Moose at the hospital, and they talk about what happened and the goings-on of Fox Forest, and they have a very, like, a, just, like, a gay, bi bonding moment, and it's so nice. Like, it's so nice for Kevin. Like, it's, it's so nice for Kevin, and it's so nice for Moose, because they find even if they're not together even if they're not really friends if they're not in a relationship it like they still find a solace between each other of like we 
are similar in a certain way. Obviously, Moose is bisexual, Kevin's gay, different, but when you're like, but it, I mean, queerness is queerness. We all relate to each other in some way. And so they find this like solace between each other. Moose, although he's with Mitch, I think he's, he, he likes Kevin. Like, I think he does have feelings for Kevin. And it may be just because he's still figuring himself out and he's never had a relationship with a man and he kind of wants to. He does like Midge. He says he really likes Midge. And I do... Oh my god, Ladybug's on my hand. And I do think he does like Midge. However, I think he also likes Kevin at the same time. So, we'll see how that plays out. Hermione is, like, going around the house talking to Veronica, trying to get her to not have this dinner with her dad and Archie. And I don't think it's because she she wants her daughter to have to go through this thing of her dad never meeting her boyfriend. I think she wants to keep Archie away from Hiram because she knows what Hiram will do to Archie, especially in his vulnerable state, in his anxious state. He will groom the fuck out of that boy. Like, and he, he does, so she was right, but she's doing everything she can to keep Archie away from Hiram without, like, physically exposing herself to the danger of her husband. Betty visits Jughead at the Red and Black, and they discuss Jingle Jangle and the ghoulies. Betty is very worried about his safety, but then Tony walks in on them making out awkward it's so fucking awkward and then they like both brought a kettle for the room although honestly tony's is cuter like it's vintage it looks like just like a grandma would have it and i love that like it looked like i like original tupperware looks like i can find that in goodwill and i was like yes but like betty brought this like brand new stainless steel like ugh, cute but like it's like a nice gesture but i would rather have the one that tony brought in my own personal opinion um yeah back at the Pembroke apparently Hiram can hear everything in the apartment even with his office study door closed um so he heard Hermione trying to get Veronica to cancel this dinner and he kind of threatens her it's kind of scary I uh, I would not want to be married to that I mean I've obviously I would not want to be married to that man for many many reasons but like uh, Hermione I just want her to get out. I want her to get out so bad. At Pops, Kevin is there and Cheryl is there as well. They're not together, but they're just like both in Pops at the same time. And she sees Kevin leave to go cruising. And she's just got this mischievous look in her eye. And uh, I, I just always, I will always stand Cheryl, even when she does her fucked up shit. Like, I will just always stand her. The next thing we see is Ethel walking home on the side of the road. And there's, like, a car being creepy around her. And so she calls Archie. The next thing we see is Kevin in the woods again. Many men are cruising. There's two that are, like, walking together and talking. And Kevin, for some reason, follows them. I don't know why. That seemed kind of strange. Archie and Reggie are driving around. And, obviously, Archie gets the call from Ethel. So they drive as fast as they can to get to where Ethel is. When they find her, she's, like, in the in a fucking cornfield. 
and she says she was walking home and a van was driving by her and circled back three times, but she didn't see who it was or recognize anything about the van or who was driving it. We're back in the woods with Kevin. Cheryl and Betty are there. <laughs> Apparently, Cheryl called Betty about Kevin when she saw him leave Pops and they confront him in the woods. Kevin has a very gay rant of like, Betty, you cannot understand what I mean like, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. You don't have room to speak on this because you cannot understand. And I, there's no way for me to make you understand because you, as a straight woman, as a heterosexual woman, cannot understand what it is like to live as a gay person in a small town. You cannot get it. You cannot understand the, he's like, I don't have the same options as you. I don't, he literally says, I don't live in the same world as you. I don't live in the world of of first kisses, of, you know, of just like being, oh my God, a ladybug flew in my hair. Get off me. This is absolutely atrocious. I'm being attacked. He's like, I don't live in this, in this world that you do. And you think that I do. You talk to me like I do. I do not have the same options as you. And you need to back off because you'll never understand that and I mean Betty she really can't but she does say I just want you to have more respect for yourself and I could totally get that you know I really can but I really wish he did have more respect for for himself but at this moment in time he doesn't have a lot of options so if he wants to find a man if he wants to find a guy if he wants to find a boyfriend if he wants to find a hookup if he wants to find anything this is what he has to do and it is dangerous but that this is his option right now. This is the only option he can see for himself at this moment in time. Jughead is about to leave Southside High, but he's locked in the school. In the background, you can hear someone say his name, and then he gets jumped by the ghoulies. Back at the Andrews house, Fred warns Archie about Hiram. And Archie's like, you know what, like, I'll be a complete gentleman, even if Veronica and I don't work out, like, I'll always be a gentleman. And he's like, dude, Fred is like, Archie, if Hiram wants to be offended, he'll be offended. Like, he, it does not take you actually offending him for him to find, to take offense to anything. Like, you are gone for if you fuck up once, even if you're nice about it. At Jughead's, well, it's now Jughead's trailer, I guess. Betty tends to Jughead's wounds. But apparently he, he did not tell her that it, he got jumped by the ghoulies. He told her that it was a motorcycle accident. But Tony's there as well. And she knows he's lying. And she's like, so you really don't want to be a part of the serpents? <laughs> like, what did I fucking tell you, bitch? If you're not with the ghoulies, if you're not with the serpents, then you're open to attack by the ghoulies. Because you are still F.P. Jones's son. Like, that's just the truth of the situation. So you kind of have to do this. Hiram at the dinner they're having dinner they're having a great time towards the end Hiram invites Archie to a drink in his study rum alone he does not want he does not want Veronica to come with them Hermione sees this because Veronica gets up to go and Hiram's like no honey just me and Archie And so she sits down, it's kind of uncomfortable, and when they leave, Hermione says some, like, cruel shit to Veronica. She's like, you'll never really be a part of his business, because you're a daughter, basically, because you're a girl. Like, Hermione, I fucking get it, but damn, 
that was cruel. You know, like that is some cutting ass fucking words that she said to Veronica, her own daughter. Crazy. At the Cooper house, Polly is leaving for the farm and she only tells Betty because Alice will, you know, make her stay all that. And she is really in danger. I mean, I don't know if Hal would kill his own daughter, but he does fucking torment one of them. So maybe while Archie and Hiram are having this drink, Hiram brings up Fred and his approval of, or more disapproval of the red circle. And he talks about how, like, he approves of it. He's like, Fred just doesn't get it, whatever. Again, agreeing with everything that Archie says. Then Hiram is like, okay, we need to set some rules, though. Which, this is kind of normal. He says, no sneaking into Veronica's bedroom anymore and don't hurt her. Normal things, I think, to from a, for, a do- for a father to say to his daughter's boyfriend. I think that's completely normal. And then Hiram suggests that instead of going on the defensive with the red circle, he goes on the offensive. And again, this is where he's grooming him. He's like, I agree with you completely, but what if you did this? I agree with you completely, but what if you did this? Like, ugh. Giving him special treatment. Like, he is grooming him. And it pisses me off. Pisses me off. Back at the Cooper house, Betty calls Kevin. There's no answer. So she puts on her coat and leaves the house. Kevin is cruising again. He walks up to a random vehicle with a man who, like, doesn't really show his face. Like, his hat is covering his eyes. And he gets in. The random man stabs Kevin. But it was all just imagination. Kevin is still outside of the car. And he says that, you know, he's not going to get in the car. And the man is pissed. He's like, you little tease, you know. Ah, fuck off. Fuck off. Disgusting behavior, quite frankly. Kevin walks away and then he goes home. And when Kevin gets home, he sees his dad waiting for him. Apparently, Betty came over looking for him and told Sheriff Keller all about what Kevin was doing. And instead of being mad, Kevin's dad just says that he's worried about his safety and that's all he cares about he just wants to know that he's safe and he says that they I know there's certain things that we don't talk about but why don't we start talking about them and it's just so nice like I fucking love supportive parents like goddamn goddamn like truthfully Sheriff Keller Fred only great dads the only great dads in this fucking series so (laughs) Like, FP, yes, he's a good dad, but, like, he started out as an alcoholic, and now he's in jail. Like, I feel like there's a certain downfall. Like, he literally hit a body. Like, he gets better as seasons go, but, like, he's no means, by no means great, honestly. So, yeah, Fred, Sheriff Keller, amazing. I think his name's Tom. Tom Keller? Question mark? So, yeah, they hug, and Kevin cries, and it's so sweet and nice, and I love it. Ugh finally a good good moment back at the Pembroke it's the next day Veronica says that she wants to take a more active role in Lodge Industries Hermione is sitting there being petty as fuck roll her eyes oh my gosh like I get it I get it but why don't you just be honest with your daughter like in a secret moment in her bedroom like Veronica listen to me 
your father's doing this, this, and that. You know, like, be for real. Oh, my gosh. At Southside High, Jughead finally joins the serpents at lunch. He's not officially a serpent. He's technically a serpent by blood, but he still has to be initiated. But as long as he's hanging with them, he has protection against the ghoulies. At Riverdale High School, Betty sees Kevin in the hallway. Kevin sees her and just walks away. So, you know, he's not talking to her right now. And I completely understand that. She went behind his back to his dad. And it turned out for the good, but it could have been really bad as well. Now, I already had a most cringe line. I understand that. But this is a little cringe moment. If y'all remember the fucking red circle video, you know what I'm talking about. The fucking video where it's a bunch of shirtless dudes with red masks on. And Archie's like threatening the black hood in it. And then he's the only one unmasked. And then Reggie, who you can tell it's Reggie. At the end, stands up. The rest of them all stay in the back, but Reggie's like standing. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Reggie, sit the fuck down. Nobody else stood up. It was crazy, but yeah. And Hiram is watching it, and he just smiles at the screen. He's so happy. He's so proud of his handiwork. Oh, hate that man. I hate that man. God. Um, and that is the end of the episode. My most valuable character is Kevin. I mean, come on. I love a little gay storyline. And I feel like finally we get some, like, Kevin character development. Like, we didn't really get that any last season. And we don't really get it all that much in future seasons. So, I'm very happy that we got some Kevin. Some Kevin character development. And my honorable mention, I have two. Moose and Cheryl. Obviously, they're both gay as well. <laughs> But Moose and Kevin had a really nice moment. And also Moose, like, saved Midge's life. Like, he shielded her. And that's crazy. That is honorable. For sure. And then Cheryl had Kevin's back in a weird way. In a way of, like, trying to get Betty to realize that she she does not understand. And she needs to stop pushing her ideals, her morals onto him. Because they don't live in the same world with the same options. So, yeah. Stan Cheryl. Stan Cheryl. Oh my gosh. And that is all I have for today. I said my little spiel that I needed to say at the beginning. Please look in the, descri in the description for the link to the document. Please do whatever you can to help the people of Palestine. Because again, we don't stand with terrorism. We don't stand with colonization. We don't stand with genocide or apartheid. And the reason I include terrorism is there in there is because I do believe Israel is somewhat of a terrorist organization in itself. Like the IDF very much because historically if you look back like literally like at protests they would be peaceful and then they'd start shooting at them and then the Palestinian people the IDF would start shooting at them at peaceful protests and then people would start throwing rocks at the IDF and then they'd get shot for throwing a fucking rock like oh my god it's a rock how are you scared of a rock an unarmed person with a rock piss off and then also, now, with what's going on in Gaza, they're literally committing war crimes. Like, quite literally, multiple, multiple war crimes. And, in my opinion, a terrorist organization is someone who, number one, terrorizes a certain community of people. Like the KKK. That is a terrorist organization. They terrorize the black community in the United States. Another one, obviously, 
ISIS, Al-Qaeda, those are terrorist organizations who target people from the West who have different ideals and morals than them because they are extremist, keyword, extremist Muslims. They are not all Muslims. They are not all Arab people. They are a small faction of them that have gained power and have been radicalized by the United States. Let's be fucking for real about that. Okay. I also think that terrorists, that a terrorist organization can be an organization that can be well-respected, can be seen as a government, but commits war crimes, commits atrocities, terrorizes a community of people, i.e. Israel, terrorizing and committing war crimes and atrocities against the Palestinian people for 75 years. And before that, Britain and France colonizing them. In 1948, they had this thing called the Nakba, where they were forced. It's giving the Trail of Tears. It really does look like the Trail of Tears. Look that up. Look up 1948 Israel, Israel, the Nakba of the Palestinian people. Okay. Um, I could give a whole long spiel about it. I won't. If you want to look it up yourself, please do. If you want me to give a long spiel about it, tell me. I'll do it. Um, I love history. I'll do like a whole separate episode if you want me to do that about the what's going on in Israel what's going on with what's happening to the Palestinian people would love to do that but look in the link in the description and please do what you can obviously there's lots of free stuff like there's now filters going around on TikTok I would say you do that like it's super easy you can even post them privately you can even have a private account and it will you know still work and it'll still help raise money for the people in Gaza there's lots of videos you can watch just for five seconds and the the creators of those are donating to Palestinian charities and organizations so yeah there's lots of things you can do that don't even cost any money and that don't you don't even have to call I would recommend you call your your representatives I emailed mine and email I think is a better way because they have to keep track of how many emails they get about a certain subject yeah and also my my representatives are fucking Mitch McConnell Rand Paul and James Comer white men white Republican men all across the fucking board so I'm not I don't have much hope for my representatives but I have hope for lots of other representatives and I'm very upset about Bernie Sanders he fucking that mm, like there's not a lot of politicians that I like really stand and Bernie Sanders was just one of them Obama as well but Bernie Sanders was just like my guy you know and like because he historically has been on the correct side of history in my opinion during the civil rights movement he was he was protesting alongside african-american people and uh, i just think and he was such a minority at that time to be doing that you know and so i just think i'm really pissed off about that like it really just upsets me but yeah so do what you can please if you feel like you can't do anything because you're in a small town i'm there with you okay this is why i'm doing that so yeah look for that in the description and as always the email is riverdale rewatch at outlook.com and the instagram is riverdale rewatch pod so yeah thank you for listening and i hope you have a great week i hope whatever you want to be great is great and i hope you enjoyed this episode all right bye